You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're doing well. We're really excited to have you on with us. Um, I have the privilege uh, today of having my dad, Russ Doty, here and interviewing him. Welcome. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for coming on. So, Hi. <laughs> they've, been, uh, they've been stuck with us. Uh, you know, it's lovely to have them, but they've been stuck here in Victoria because of our lockdowns. Um, so we thought, let's make the most of this time. Let's get him on here. Let's interview him and just uh, sort of pick his brain around the wisdom that he has. Um, and so we want to talk around. I, I want to acknowledge <laughs> that this whole lockdown was for us to spend more time with our family. So thank you guys for your patience and all that you had to go through so we could have time with our family. 100%. Um, we're, we're all sacrificing for you. <laughs> um, Appreciate it. No, it's great to uh, it's great to have you, have you on. And we want to talk around the... Um, the topic of discipleship um, today, and uh, I want to pick my dad's brain because you've been uh, serving Jesus for a long time, and you've seen a lot of things come and go, and you know different focuses oh, happen. So, so uh, tell us, how long have you been saved? How long have you been serving Jesus? Uh, I've been saved for about uh, fifty-two years. Wow, I didn't think you were that old. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, it's a, it's a, that's more than half a century. That's a good track record. Um, in that time, uh, you've moved internationally how many times? Eleven. Eleven international, Eleven moves. international moves. Been a part of planting three churches. Yes. Being on senior leadership in many others. <laughs> do, do you know how many others? Uh, two, three. Quite a few. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I mean, you kind of, I, I know a bit of your story, for those that don't know, you started um, your time with YWAM, yep. sort of traveling, live live on base stuff with YWAM. And I know that when we first moved to Australia, you were part of um, leading um, or setting up a live-in, we, we would probably call it an internship program, but really it was like a live-in discipleship. Yes, it was, of, yeah, for, for Coastlands so in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah yep. we did it. It was a whole year program. Uh, we did it two years, uh, mostly international students, but yeah. It was fun and challenging. So, so, so you you definitely have some uh, some experience in church leadership, in seeing the kingdom advance, in in discipleship. Yes. Yeah. I think <laughs> Good. so. Good. I, I, hopefully, we learned something. <laughs> we'll see. We're gonna pick your brain. So, no, no, it's great. It's great to have you on. And I mean, obviously, you know, we wanna we want to make um, get the most of your years of wisdom, um, you know, and to learn, you know, to glean from those who've gone pleasure. before. It's a delight to be here. Yeah, we, yeah we, we don't want to reinvent the wheel, um, and we don't want to make the same mistakes as those we've done before. We want to learn and actually be able to be more effective as we move forward and go, okay, what can we learn from those who you know, have done this before um, so that we can be most effective in seeing the kingdom advanced? So um, I want to start with this. Matthew 28, 19, really well-known scripture, but I think often a really uh, – it's quoted often, but under-practiced scripture it says this um, jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore action word go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to observe all that i have commanded to you and behold or lo i am with you always to the end of the age it's a scripture that we hear often in church but I think we've we have also often missed the reality of what that looks like. You know, we've we've often called people to to gatherings that aren't actually 
seeing people discipled. Um, and I think that's something that we want to we want to change and we want to do better uh, as a church. So maybe we can start with this. Um, what have you learned about making disciples over the years? Yeah, let me uh, let me just start with that scripture you just read. Cool. Uh, the idea we often have read it how you did go make disciples, but it actually says as you're going. There is no subjunctive in the Greek, which is the command form to go. Very good. This command is make disciples. Mm. So it's basically as you're going, whatever you're doing, make disciples. Very good. But there's also a bigger premise behind that, and that is that it's not stated there, but it's assumed because of all the rest of the Gospels and that we're making disciples of Jesus. Yes, very good. It doesn't say go make disciples of Jesus. It says go make disciples. And many people have misunderstood that because not understanding the bigger context is that we're making disciples of Jesus, not of ourselves. Yes, very good. And so that that has led to all kinds of excesses in the whole concept of discipleship by just not understanding that one simple thing. We're not making disciples to ourselves. We're making disciples to Jesus. That's very good. So I mean, that's obviously the, the starting foundational point of discipleship is that, uh, you know, as Paul writes, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. Um, the focus is, is Jesus. It's not... It's not just yes. follow me, become like me. Yes. If we're not becoming like Christ, then we, we've missed the point um, or the foundation of what discipleship should be. Absolutely. Exactly right. Because there's this idea that uh, everyone can come to Jesus. Mm. You don't have to come through someone else. Yeah, very good. And if we have that idea that you come through someone else, you fall back to the old Catholic mentality that you couldn't have a relationship directly with God. You had to go through a leader. Yeah, you confess yeah. through a priest or the priest told you what God said. But every one of us, Jesus said, come unto me, all you who lay, uh, uh, are, weary and, are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He said, come to me. He didn't say, come via someone. Yes. And so that, that's a lot of the, the difficulty that has come from that is how do we, how do we help people become disciples of Jesus? Mm. Very good. I, I love the, you know, just... It's great to understand what the scripture is highlighting that, you know, as you go in everything you do, be making disciples. Yeah. So, so that's for everybody. Yeah. It's not just for those who are missionaries or who go to another nation or who go somewhere. It's all of us. Yes. Are disciple makers. So is this something that you think, um, a follow up question that you think that the church, um, does well? I mean, not, not necessarily specifically this church, but the church in general, um, does well or that we can we can actually do better and grow in? I, I think that there's a lot of uh, areas of growth. I think that there's been a lot of misunderstanding about discipleship that has caused some problems. Uh, one of the, the main things is what is the goal? Yeah, if we're good. making disciples of Jesus, what's the goal? How do we know? If you don't know the goal, you don't know when you got there. Very and good. so there's people who are in a discipleship relationship for the rest of their lives. <laughs> True. Because they never know the goal. Yeah. And so when we understand the whole context of the Bible, we're, we're helping people. Discipleship is really just helping people get started mm. in relationship with God. And then there's something of that, that the Holy Spirit and the community of believers takes over. And it's not an individual. There's 40 one another's in the New Testament. And one of them is to instruct one another. Very good. To care for one another, to pray for all those one another's. So there is a point where we help people get started. And then once they're filled with the spirit and can read the word, 
and are part of a community of believers, then they have what they need to continue. Yes. They don't need an individual person to tell them what to do. And that's one of the dangers that's happened in discipleship is that not understanding that it's a uh, disciple means a student or a uh, some, something, someone who's learning. Mm. We help them learn a little bit, and then we turn them over. If we don't do that, it becomes not learning but authority. Yes, I have some sort of authority in your life. The the whole discipleship movement of the '70s was that taken to extreme. A bit of the G12 thing that happened, where it's all discipleship without understanding the goal. Yeah, wow. Which is to help people become connected to Jesus. Yes, via His Spirit, and when everyone does that. Yeah. It's the spirit who leads us into all truth. Very good. And so there's an anointing that teaches us. Yeah. So there's something of, so what we're doing in discipleship is just helping people get to that point. And then we can entrust them to the Holy Spirit. Actually, it's amazing if you look at the New Testament. Paul goes into some place in Thessalonica. He's there for three weeks. Mm. And then he leaves. He comes back a number of months later and appoints leaders. Very good. He left them with the Holy Spirit a bit of the scripture, what we now call the Old Testament, and each other. That's good. And so in that, they were able to grow to, to the, the same in most of the churches. Yeah. He was a little bit longer in Ephesus, but Ephesus became a church of thousands, tens of thousands, yeah. with just the, the work of the Holy Spirit. So I think sometimes we downplay the Holy Spirit when we think, oh, you actually need me more than you need the Holy Spirit. Yeah, wow. And that's the danger <laughs> of discipleship if we don't see it what the goal is that's really helpful so so i mean you know if we if we're defining the goal for people um it's you know that they have a, a foundation that they're full of the holy spirit and that they're in relationship in community and released to do what god's called them to do absolutely i mean is that is that how you would define it Am I, I would say say I would that say. correctly yeah we we tend to focus on four simple things when people get saved one is that they're able to read the word they understand the word two that they get baptized Baptism is the first step in following Jesus. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you got to follow Jesus. Duh. <laughs> uh, and yes. then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Very good. You need the Holy Spirit. You can't do this without the Holy Spirit. Yeah, wow. And then lastly, add it to a church. Yeah. When you have those, when you understand the authority of the word, when you're a follower of Jesus, you're committed to growing, to following him. Yeah. You're filled with the spirit and you're in a community of believers. You have everything you need to grow. Yeah. You don't need someone else then to be Jesus for you. You can good. connect directly but to Jesus. In that in that relationship, um, yeah, the the Bible says, "Don't uh, in Hebrews, don't forsake the gathering together of believers, but um, you know, but encouraging one another, and all the more." It, you know, when we have that that goal in mind, as we gather as believers, do you think there's something? Uh, yeah, maybe we maybe we phrase it differently, but around actually learning to operate in our gifts and, and go deeper, be more effective uh, in that as we're growing. I mean, is that part of discipleship? You know, in that in the bro the broader, bigger context of filled with the Holy Spirit together in community, that we are going, we're pursuing those things that actually cause us to have more impact in reaching others. Well, I think it does both. I think what happens is that when we have a commitment to growing. Very good. Which is part of following Jesus. Yeah. We're all committed to growing together. Then there is a uh, an atmosphere that's created where we interact with one another. Well, I can learn from you, and I can learn from this one, and I can Very learn good. from this, and they can learn from me. Yeah. And it's not like I'm the only one who can teach them. We all can. But then in that is obviously the, the bigger 
work of the Holy Spirit is saying it's not just about us, but it's about others as well. Very good. And so there's something of us together saying growing in Jesus means that we have to have his heart for his kingdom being expanded as well. Very good. Here's a question without notice. Um, yeah, when we talk about uh, the desire to grow, because um, even in our added to church, you know, welcome to church things, we talk about a commitment to growth. Um, what do you think stirs a desire to grow in people? Because yeah, because I, often I, I look at people in the church, and some people are saying, "Yes, I want to do whatever it takes to become more like Jesus and to to reach others and you know to to grow." And then yeah, it seems like often there's people that are just happy to just sit in a meeting or to just, you know, like they don't, it seems like they don't have a desire to actually grow, become more like Jesus. Putting you on the spot, but I know that you're, uh, yeah, you know, you've I, seen I, this before. I, I actually think that, that there's another, that opens up a whole nother question. And that is that for so many people, they, they can become believers in Jesus without becoming followers of Jesus. Oof, very good. I believe Jesus existed, but yeah. I haven't actually chosen to follow him. Wow. Okay. Believing is not following. James says even the demons believe wow. and yeah. tremble. True. Yeah. And so we think that I believe in Jesus is enough. But when there's a commitment to follow Jesus, there's a cost that goes with that. There's a hunger. And that's mm. Mm. what he then fills and empowers with his spirit. Wow. The pro problem is that the people who just believe often are doing it under their own strength because they haven't been empowered with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is waiting for people who will be committed to following Jesus. When that's the heart, there mm, is something mm. natural that comes is that I want to be like Jesus. Wow. Very and good. a commitment to growing is what happens. I need the Holy Spirit to do that. I want the Holy Spirit. I need power. I need, I'm part of his plan to see his kingdom expanded. <laughs> so good. And everything happens from that first commitment. I'm going to follow Jesus. And that's why as I preached on Sunday, baptism is so, is so important. It's the first step in saying, I'm going to follow Jesus. Yeah, wow. People okay. who are hesitate to get baptized, I would say often, not always, but often, are more believers than followers. Wow. I good. can believe in Jesus and not have to do anything. I can believe in Jesus and go to church occasionally mm. and enjoy it mm. because I just like the people and I like the feeling. And But I'm not actually a follower of Jesus. Very good. So... Wow, Sorry, I'm getting stirred up here. That's the, that's the challenge for us right there. Are we? Uh, I mean, that's that's the question. You know, I would ask of us even as we're watching this: Are we uh, are we believers in Jesus or are we followers of Jesus? That that shifts everything. Um, you know, right there. If if we haven't settled that thing, then everything else we, we're going to talk about um, around discipleship becomes theory, becomes pointless, really. Yeah. Because um, when we talk about discipleship, I mean, we're talking about action. I, I love that you, what you said is that. Um, you know, it's not really complicated and actually people have to be released to do it. Um, uh, Steve Morell wrote a book called Wiki Church and uh, just saw a church in, in the Philippines explode um, and you know, see so much growth. But he, he had kind of four real simple steps. He, his thing was engage, um, equip, uh, empower, and then there's another E <laughs> that was around um, uh, releasing. So, uh, sorry, it was engage, establish, um, equip, and then empower. And the whole idea of empowering was actually releasing people to go do it. You know, not kind of going, you have to go through three years of, you know, whatever it is, this classes or Bible college or this. It's we engage people, you know, and bring them to Jesus. 
you know, equip them, as we're talking about, to be disciples in the word, full of the Holy Spirit, um, that we, you know, we establish those good biblical foundations, and then we empower them to go do it. You know, not wait and sit and come forever, but actually put it into practice, and we yeah. grow, you know, as you're going, make disciples. And I think that is made a whole lot easier when we understand what discipleship is. It's mm. not this open-ended You've got to, to lead someone through the whole life in Jesus. Yes. Who's ever qualified to do that? No, exactly. I mean, we would never feel qualified. We say, okay, how do I get someone started? Very good. And once I know that, that's actually quite easy. It's easy yeah. to equip someone. If you've been baptized, then you know about baptism. If you've been filled with the Spirit, you can help somebody get filled with the Spirit. If you're added Very to good. a church, you can help someone get connected and added to a church. Those things alone will set them up to to grow and to move forward in the things of of the of the spirit and of Jesus. Wow, wow, that's that's it's amazing. There's so much depth here. Um, can I ask a, a, another question? Maybe what are some of the things? Um, and you've you've touched on a few of these things, but what are some of the things that you uh, think are helpful to be aware of, or things that are unhelpful um, as we you know as we desire to see people become more like Jesus, to, to make disciples of Jesus. Um, I mean, you, you touched on the thing of not, you know, of not having a goal or not being able to define what we're actually doing, um, you know, of not, of not releasing pe people to it or, you know, empowering them to actually go do it. So any other thing that you've learned sort of in your many years of, of wisdom and seeing, seeing lots of different ways? Um, that's the thing. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, the discipleship movement of the 70s. You know, many people that are watching weren't even alive in the 70s. I wasn't alive in the 70s. But if you were, you, you understand that you know. You understand that you know. The, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, yeah. You know, the things come and go. But we, we don't want to just repeat old ways. We want to we want to glean the the truth from from things, but actually say, okay, let's not make the same mistakes. Yeah. And I think uh, what you're doing is is probably one of the key things. I think, unfortunately, what happens is that when we talk about discipleship, mm. it can be a very nebulous concept. What is discipleship? And so in the 70s, there was a move of trying to, to, to help people get discipled. But without identifying the goal, it shifted from teaching to authority. And pretty soon, the disciplee had to ask the discipler for permission to do virtually anything. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to date someone, if you're going to take a job, you had to, right. to run yeah. that by your authority yeah. and yeah. so it shifted from teaching to authority which undermines something of the the very premise of the bible is that each of us has a relationship with jesus yes and each of us can hear his voice each of us can be filled with the spirit and so it almost says well i'm the one who hears god mm. and i hear god for you yeah wow and so you can't hear god on yeah. your own how dare you think you can hear god <laughs> on your own you yeah. need me yeah well it's kind of a self-serving concept but it didn't start out that way. It started out with just a yeah. nebulous view of discipleship that yeah. morphed from helping people become disciples of Jesus to discipleship, this big, whatever this thing is. And wow. and I think that's one of the biggest dangers mm. is that it's a very, uh, it's something that people love to talk about, but very rarely do they define it. Mm. So yeah. it, it's So one of the dangers is that. The other danger is that not defining the goal, which is disciples of Jesus, we make people disciples of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. 
And that became the G12 type thing, that you become my disciple, and then you get 12 disciples, and you disciple them. And again, it falls yeah. into authority. Yes. But it becomes this ongoing thing where you're then committed to me. Wow. And I'm committed to, as an authority over you. Mm. Uh, you know, it misses. Jesus says something in Matthew 20 that most people, when they understand leadership, miss. And he says this, that the world functions a certain way. It functions with authority over. Wow. The, the yeah. leaders of the Gentiles lord it over. They exercise authority over. And he says, not so amongst you. He says, the kingdom doesn't mm. have this authority over people. Very good. Yet that gets thrown into the mix. Yeah. And we have this idea that we have some sort of authority over people. We have spiritual authorities that we have authority over demons yeah. and spirits. Yeah. Not over people. Wow, very good. Now, having said that, there's one caveat. If you have young children, you do have authority over them. That's a very biblical thing. Yeah. But that's the only place in the Bible. So yeah. as a leader, I have no authority over people in yeah. my church. Wow. They're accountable to Jesus. Yes. I lead them from the standpoint is that follow me as I follow Christ. But I don't have authority. I don't make their decisions for them. Very and good. so without understanding that, we it's easy to slide into this concept of discipleship that becomes authority rather than turning people to Jesus. And I'm, no, it's very I'm, good. That's, that's, I'm waffling into other areas. So, no, it's so helpful because, um, yeah, what, what we realize when you, when you understand that is that as people that are desiring to disciple people to become more like Jesus, if we haven't dealt with um, you know, our own authority issues or our idea of hierarchy or, uh, you know, often we talk about identity. We haven't settled that our identity comes from Jesus and not from the people that we're, that we're leading or that we're discipling. Or some position. Yeah, or the that position we that we have. We so quickly fall into that, back into that thing of lording authority over them. Yeah. You know, and we, you know, however you, we, you, however you want to define it, lording authority, hierarchy, insecurity, it's all born out of that same place of as the, as a leader or as a, discipler, um, because we're all called to disciple. This isn't just a leadership thing. Every one of us is called to, to make disciples of Jesus. But if we haven't settled that thing in ourselves and allowed him to deal with our heart, then we're, you know, because of the culture that we live in and the world that we live in, we all, we, we, we all have the tendency to fall into that. Yeah. If we haven't gone, hey, Jesus, deal with this in me. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. I mean, you, you mentioned the world we live in. Everything in the world around us is hierarchy. Yeah. It's authority over, it's bullying, it's power, it's some sort of control over people, everything. Yeah. And that's what it's, we're, it's we're indoctrinated Influence, in. it's social media influence, exactly. it's whatever, yeah. We come into the kingdom, and the kingdom is so different than the world that we actually have to be transformed by the renewing of our, renewing of our <laughs> mind to think differently. The wow. very first thing Jesus preached was repent. Repent in that context meant think differently. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You've Come got on. to think differently for the kingdom than the world. Come on. There you and go. if people don't grasp that, we bring worldly concepts. We bring uh, things that actually Satan is the instigator of as the ruler of this world. We, we bring that into the church and we bring that into our lives. And then things fall apart and we wonder why. Yeah. yeah. And we think it's terrible. No, it's, we haven't actually understood the kingdom. Yeah, wow. We're getting sidetracked from discipleship, but that's really, that's key because yeah. how do we help people come into their own relationship? Yes. It's tough to to encourage people to hear God and to obey Him because sometimes we carry a whole bunch of garbage with us when yeah. we come in. 
And so there's got to be some transformation. And so the process, like a little child, how do we help them till they're able to make good choices? Mm. And uh, and being filled with the Spirit is one of the yeah. the things that helps them make good choices because the Spirit can teach us. Very good. Very good. I love that in Acts 6 when they were um, picking deacons, the very first thing that they say is that they were they were full of the Spirit and the power. I mean, that's, you know, it's that's it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> really, you know, all of this becomes something that is unattainable. It's impossible without the empowering of the Spirit of God. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a challenge for us. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big challenge, but um, I love it. I mean, I, I think you know to understand some of these things helps us to be more effective in our discipleship. And uh, you know, it's the whole thing. It's it's you know starting from reaching out and seeing people saved to helping lay helping them lay biblical foundations. You know, come to the Word, be full of the Spirit, and begin to do it. And then you know, when we've when we've dealt with some of those things in our own lives of wanting to to get our identity from our position or authority then there's an excitement to journey with people as they grow mm. isn't there it's, it's almost like as as they step out as god leads them we get to to journey alongside them not saying you, you know hey i'm lording it over you but wow like we can do this together we can grow together have you thought about this we, we often say in our in our local church context that input is invited it's not imposed um but as, you know, it carries that beautiful concept that we journey together with those that God's added us to. We actually ask for perspective. Hey, can you can you see a way I can do this better? I can be more effective in in reaching people or in my life. And that's part of just being team. Yeah. So so we become a team together in this extension of the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit can use each of us. He can speak to each of us. It's not just the leaders who hear God. It's everyone can hear God. Very good. And so when we're a team, we realize. The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry is the the goal of the, the gifts that Jesus gave so that we can all do this together. And it is just that. Yeah. It's a team. It's not I tell you what to do, it's let's seek God together. And it's so much more fun. Yeah. That way. <laughs> it, it is more fun. And that, that's the uh that's the joy and the adventure of following Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I think we can we can too easily fall into the thing that it's all about all the other stuff, the facilities and the buildings and the you know the gatherings. And as good as the gatherings are, and as as helpful as they are, you know, if we're not seeing people get saved, it's like you know you're you're putting everything into the end, but you don't have any of the beginning. It's like you constantly want to see, keep, see people getting saved and coming through, and you know then there's this this beautiful joy of the adventure. and that's really the kingdom expanding and that's the joy that everyone gets to do that you don't it's not professionals yeah. that disciple it's everyone you can lead people to Jesus and you can disciple them yeah. you can baptize them Come you on. can get them baptized in the holy spirit so good you can help them get added to a church don't leave that to the professionals yeah. because then you sit back and you watch and you wonder this is boring <laughs> oh man when you're part of the exciting part the kingdom expanding it's it's not boring Hundred percent. You don't have to become a missionary and go someplace to do that. You do yeah. that where while you're going, where you live. Yeah, you become uh, make disciples. Wow, I and mean, I think uh, you know that's what we're we're seeing the shift uh, in the season that we're in with mm-hmm. COVID around the world and churches being able to meet and not meet and having to rethink some of these things. I think God's actually, uh, you know, I, I think God has allowed this to bring us back to that place of mm-hmm. a priesthood of all believers. That everyone is 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 taking responsibility and stepping up, and not just being spectators 
who, you know, I, I've, I've heard it in leading a church for 12 years, heard it numerous times on board, you know, oh, this is, you know, there's nothing here for me. That, I mean, that sort of thing just, it shows me that they actually, as we go back to, they weren't followers of Jesus. They maybe believe in Jesus, but they're not actually following him because it can't be boring when we're actually following him and we're doing it. But I think God's God's resetting the church. And if we would hear and be be perceptive to what he's doing um, and respond to him, we're going to see an amazing harvest in this time. I think it's harvest time for, for those who would say yes to following Jesus and yes to responding to his leading and saying, you know, I, I want to be like him. I'm going to ruthlessly deal with anything else that's keeping me from being like him. And together we're going to see the kingdom advance. Absolutely. Would Absolutely. You, uh, we're going to finish up, um, but would you pray for us? Jesus, we just acknowledge you're the king. You're the Lord. You, Lord. You're the head of the church. Yes, Lord. You're the victorious one. Mm. You're the one that we delight in. As Paul said, that we preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. Lord, as you've been resetting the yeah. church to refocus our vision on you, we just delight in you. But we also say it's a, such an honor and privilege to partner with you and your spirit in seeing your kingdom advanced. And Lord, thank you that there is that uh, moving of your spirit that is uh, bringing to the forefront again that we're a kingdom of priests. Thank you, Lord. Every one of us thank you, Lord. has the privilege of hearing your voice, of being filled with your spirit, being led by your spirit, partnering with your spirit to see the kingdom of see supernatural things happen uh, for the exalting of Jesus and the advancing of your kingdom. And Lord, we just mm. thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for this church and every person who's a part of this church, yeah. that they would not sit back, but they would move forward. Yes, Lord. That there would be a embracing, a commitment to growing, to following Jesus, a commitment to uh, wherever they are. Lord, we don't have to wait until we go some to some other mm. nation or yes, plant Lord. some church sometime. But wherever we are, we get to be a part of that. Thank you. Lord. Lord, we just thank you. It's just, it's humbling that you would actually choose to use us. What a privilege. What an yeah. honor. Yeah, Every you. single one of us, we're the, the whole team, a team, in being mm -hmm. uh, together, you, seeing your kingdom advance. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you for your empowering. Thank you for your spirit who leads us into all truth. And thank you that, Holy Spirit, you're helping transform us by renewing of our mind. Yeah. We want to be kingdom-based and not world-based in thank anything you, that we do and everything that we do. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, thank you again for uh, for your wisdom and your input. It's always amazing to uh, to yeah just be able to glean from your years of experience. Thank you. Um, right. I feel like we should clap, but there's no one here to clap, so we're just gonna well, Eric, clap. You can clap at home. <laughs> just uh, just say thanks. Um, if if you're if we're online, you drop a comment and say thanks to Russ and tag him in it, and he'll uh, he'll see that. But thank you again, and uh, thank you. guys, thanks Very for tuning much. in today. Thanks for joining us. Um, we look forward to having you with us in the future, whether you're tuning in on podcasts or whether you're live streaming with us. Uh, we just uh, you know, appreciate your time, and we also want to see the kingdom advance together. So let us know where you're tuning in from. Drop us a comment or a DM. Um, and if you want to connect, uh, you can um, do that in the comments, or you can click our online connection card if you're on our live stream, and um, we would love to hear from you. So guys, be blessed. We'll, we'll talk to you again next week. 
We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.